You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. And Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Every day, anything we do is Southern Miss To The Top. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk. Here with your break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda that talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. We've got a very special guest lined up for you today. We'll just go ahead and get right into it. Jason visited with our resident baseball guru, my old coach. It, it is really a treat. Anytime you have him on the show, this is a must listen. And I guess you're already listening if you've made it this far, but this is a must Listen for Southern Miss baseball fans every time we have him on the show. Please welcome our guest, Rick Maddox. Okay, on the line now, making his uh, third or fourth appearance on the show, I think. Um, father of Mark and Todd Maddox, both Golden Eagle greats in their own right. Mark, of course, everybody remembers him, remembers him hitting bombs at the Pete and Todd. Uh, fraternity brother of mine and, and kind of a roost celebrity these days, I think. Um, but yeah, uh, one of the mo- one of the more knowledgeable guys that I know, especially when it comes to Southern Miss baseball. So, without further ado, welcome to the show, Rick Maddox. What's up, Rick? Well, well, how are you guys? Thank you very much. I always enjoy being with you. Yeah, it's been too long. You know, I I think we probably would have done a little bit more of it last year, but you know, uh. COVID happened, and the world pretty much <laughs> yeah. changed from from about this time last year, I think, until and, – and we're still going with it. So, uh, so yeah, thanks for taking yeah. the time today. Well, thank you very much. I always love to talk about Southern Miss baseball. We mentioned um, uh, Mark and Todd, but how are Miss Terry and, uh, and the rest of the fam doing? Well, they, we're all good, you know, uh, uh, with this COVID situation, uh, neither – Terry nor myself and say COVID, so knock on wood, we're we're ready for our second shot. Um, and uh, you, you mentioned Todd and Mark, and and they are both doing wonderful and anxious for the 2021 season to get started. Absolutely, me and you both. And uh, you know, it's well, we're actually recording on Valentine's Day today. I don't know how you and I got away with that, uh, but that's cool. <laughs> but but every time Valentine's Day rolls around, that means that the baseball season is near. It's freezing outside. We're getting ready for the snow apocalypse or whatever. But, um, you know, everybody <laughs> I talk to is kind of getting ready for another uh, outstanding year uh, at the peak. Yeah, I, I you know, I see a lot of people in town and everybody seem to want to know how we're going to be this year. What do you expect? What's going on? And, uh, you know, I think we're all excited to uh, see what this team's going to offer for this year. Mm-hmm. And as usual, uh, with the Southern Miss baseball team, expectations are high uh, for the Golden Eagles this year. Seems like Coach Barry just, just kind of reloads each and every year. Um, this year is a little different because of the COVID situation. Um but again, you know, whether it's returning players, familiar faces, or newcomers, it looks like the looks like the Eagles are going to be stacked uh, top to bottom. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with you. You know, I don't know if you noticed the preseason awards that came our way, and uh, when you when you see, oh, I think it was uh, three pitchers mm-hmm. um, that won uh, preseason awards. Um, and then you've got Gabe in the outfield. So uh, I, I think Coach Barry's probably feeling a little bit, uh, you know, like Coach Saban at Alabama, where you just <laughs> say, hmm, I got a pretty good squad here. <laughs> sure thing. Yeah. And, and you mentioned, you know, three of the four starting pitchers were selected as a preseason uh, all conference team. So pitching looks like it's going to be in great shape heading into the season. Um, how, how big was it to get Walker Powell back? And, and also, um, well, on the pitching side of it, you know, Stanley returning. but And you also mentioned uh, everybody's favorite Guatemalan, uh, Gabe Montenegro. But just from the pitching <laughs> side, I, I mean, how how big was it to have Walker uh, come back? Yeah, uh, you know, I, I would have to say, you know, Walker is just certainly a, one of the key pieces. You know, when you when you get your Friday night guy to, to come back, 
uh, when you expected, you know, him to maybe not being able to come back, you know, that was a, a huge, huge, uh, piece of this puzzle. You, uh, you know, Walker, what he brings every game. Uh, I mean, he's not going to blow you away with uh 99 and, and, uh, you know, strike out every batter. But the, the thing I love about him is, is he just so consistent. Mm-hmm. You know what you did every game. Um, you, you know, he's going to compete. He's, he's always in there. You, you look up at the fifth, sixth, seventh inning and Walker's always in there. Um, if he gives up a run, he doesn't get rattled. If something doesn't go his way, he doesn't get rattled. And, you know, he's going to give you a lot of innings. You, uh, you follow that up with Gabe Shepard coming back and we know what kind of stuff Gabe has. Um, you know, he, he's, uh, just going to be lights out and, uh, certainly got to be excited to have Gabe back. Um, you know, on the other side too, I, I think you're going to see a little different situation with our pitching staff where Hunter Stanley, we're used to seeing Hunter come in late in the ball game. Um, but he has been moved to starting pitcher. Um, right. Barry Kotas have been able to, uh, stretch him out in the fall and, uh, all fall and then even the early spring. Um, you know, Hunter is, is just been lights out. I, I think the people are gonna really, really be, uh, pleasantly surprised to see, you know, a, a starting pitcher is so in 93, 94. Mm-hmm. Got a slider, got a curve, got a changeup. He challenges everybody. He's put on probably 15 pounds of muscle, and he is just, you know, a competitor. I I really enjoy uh, Hunter, and and obviously the the team does because uh, you know Hunter was appointed one of the captains for this year, and oh, cool. um, you know when, when you see. Uh, uh, a senior like that and his leadership, what he brings to the pitching staff alongside Walker, alongside Gabe Shepard. Um, you know, I think a lot of the guys are going to just fall in line and, and it's very, um, fun to watch them get so far. I mean, I, I think right now, uh, we have maybe 19 pitchers. <laughs> you know, you were talking about, uh, the staff that we have and, and, you know, yes, I've been out there like 400 years. So I've seen a lot of baseball <laughs> over the years, <laughs> but uh when, when you have such depth and I think I would say this and coach Ostrander with, with agree and coach Barry also is that we have so many options on the mound um, that we've never had before. You know, usually, you have your starters, you have some bullpen guys, you got some late, a late inning guy and you cross your fingers and hope it all works out. But, you know, this year, uh, Jason, I think you're going to see, we probably have another, other than those conference guys, you know, we probably have another four, five guys that could start any given game and we wouldn't miss a lick. Mm-hmm. Sure thing. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's know, probably pretty encouraging. Yeah, and it's, it's probably going to come to play, I would think, a little bit more this year than others um, because of the new format. As far as conference goes, uh, there will be four conference games played on the weekend, which is a ton of baseball. And it's going to go nine inning on Friday uh, and two seven-inning games on Saturday and then a nine-inning ga- nine inning game on Sunday. Um, okay. So, I, I, you know, I would have to, to think that, that, you know, having so many pitchers at your disposal would have to benefit uh, Southern Miss greatly. I I would think so. Now, I, I will say that, you know, because of COVID and the rosters and the expansion thereof, you know, other schools are going to be good also. I, I, know, I know we're going to be good. We've got a lot of depth, and I expect uh, every school to, to be in the same situation. But we also have a, a strong bullpen. Um, you know, in a in a perfect world, I hope our bullpen only pitches two or three innings a whole year. <laughs> <laughs> sure thing. Probably not going to happen, but you know, as they say, it could, it could. Um, you know, but I think what it does for Coach Ostrander is it gives him the ability to say, "Okay, guys, you know, if you can make it 
six, seven innings, you know, we've got plenty of pieces. We got left handed bullpen, we got right handed bullpen, you know, we got closers, we got set up guys. Um, you know, I, I'd love to mention another young player that we got, uh, one of the pitchers that a lot of the guys haven't seen here locally, but Drew Boyd, um, you know, played at Oak Grove and, um, has been coming on every year. I think Drew's been on the team for 10 years, if I'm not mistaken. Um, <laughs> But this will be one of his the first years that you can see Drew, at, you know, as a starting pitcher. He he started getting a few innings in. I think he pitched last year against Ole Miss, you know, and we were right there with him all the time that Drew was there. Uh, Drew has flipped the switch. Um, you know, he's come back for some injuries. And now, you know, he is a polished, crafty left-hander um, that he, he – really can make you look bad if you're not focused in and he's going to be a great asset you know whether he's starting or if he comes in and uh relief and and we've got a lot of those kind of guys this year awesome um great to hear and and you know as far as the uh i believe that the league coaches voted on on the uh how teams would would how, how it would all shake out in the conference and we we're picked to finish first uh in the west i believe or maybe first in the, in the league overall uh as voted on by the coaches um so that kind of shows the level of respect that southern miss has and and has had for a while now but um you, you mentioned you, you mentioned the pitching be a, being a big part of that but you know the the hitting too i mean i know we're gonna have a, another uh left-handed heavy lineup but it seems top to bottom top to bottom in the lineup it's it's going to be tough to to get outs anywhere i think yeah i i agree with you there too uh offensively i i think you're going to see a little bit different team than maybe we've had some years in the past um i would i would go out on a limb and say that you know we don't have any easy outs. i'm talking one through nine um we we've really got guys that can put the ball the ball in play we got guys that can run i think you're going to see a a little bit more hit and run out of coach Barry this year um we got we do have a lot of left-handed bats um but we do have some new pieces on the right-hand side that you know our fans haven't seen yet um we've got two catchers or basically now I'm going to say two and a half catchers um, and, and all three of them are right-handed. Uh, everybody, you know, knows about Andrew Stanley, uh, you know, because he played last year, but uh, we also have, you know, uh, some new players on the team. Um, we've got a new catcher, uh, Blake Johnson is his name. Uh, a lot of our fans are going to know Blake because he played at, uh, Gulfport High School. And then from Gulfport, uh, you know, we went on to Jones and, uh, we're very fortunate to have him come this year. Blake is a tremendous receiving catcher, catch and throw, but he also has a good bat. Um, and I, I think you're gonna, you know, see that with both of our, our catchers. Um, the reason I mentioned the, the third one, um, Chris Sargent is his name. Um, and he came in from Coastal Alabama Community College. Um, and uh, Chris is a first baseman and a catcher. And sometimes when you start looking at, well, we got uh, a number three catcher that could catch if, if somebody had a, a broken hand or this or that. Well, you know, Chris is more than capable of filling in for either one of those guys in a situation. Um I look for Chris uh, right now. He's been very impressive at first base, um, and he's shown a lot of pop with his bat. He he said, uh, you know, some home runs this spring. He said some doubles, uh, but he gives us that right-handed bat that we've been looking for. We've we've got a couple of guys that I'd like to mention on on the offensive side that that are also uh, transfers in here. Cade Crosby is one that played in uh, Long Beach and he transferred to Gulfport. And, um, you know, Cade is now on our team and, you know, a, a terrific uh, middle infielder. He can play shortstop. He can play second. 
um, if we needed, you know, him, and he also swings a bat and can run. Uh, Reese Ewing out of Pearl River Junior College. Um, another uh, uh, left-handed bat, Scott Pop, can play right field, uh, left field. Um, we got Michael Wien, uh, another transfer from Pearl River. Uh, Michael has, has really had a good spring. He's playing some third base, some second base. You know, when what that does, Jason, it gives us the depth that maybe we haven't had. We, we've got a really good you know, infield this year. And now, now we also have depth on that. So if, uh, you know, uh, somebody goes down, you know, D- Dusty Dickerson is, is really going to be impressive at short this year. I think you're going to see that, that short, you know, play from last year. Is now been expanded to um, a year later. He's bigger. He's stronger. He's got a cannon arm. He's making ESPN Sports Center plays at short. He handles the bat well, and uh, you know he is really going to be a solid shortstop for us. And uh, we also have those other guys that can fill in if something happened to him. You've got to remember this year. Our second captain is Will McGillis, and uh, Will is now over at second base because of the situation that uh, we've got with, with Chris Sargent at first, that we've been able to um, move Will to second base. So that gives us, you know, a basic middle infielder shortstop hands. Uh, he's got the range, he's got the arm, and he's a right-handed bat. Uh, I'll mention real quickly uh, another, a couple of the freshmen that have come in. Uh, Carson Pato from Van Clee. Uh, Carson is playing first base. Uh, he is a, a left handed bat. Um, he's really impressive out there. I think he's got a great future with the team. Uh, we're glad to have him. Um, and I know a lot of the locals have heard a lot about Slade Wilkes uh, from Columbia Academy. Slade is is just a, uh, you know, a terrific uh, left-handed bat. Um, you know, it, he's like six foot two, 220 pounds. He, he looks like a linebacker, um, you, you know, and, and when he's in that plate, uh, he has a presence. Uh, he takes a, a hefty cut. He's using all... The field now, you know, he, he he's hit some balls that they, they talk about that are still going out at Pete Taylor Park. They they haven't landed yet, but um, I think all Slade has to do is is just realize that the game come to him, slow it down a little bit. Um, but there's going to be a lot of, of fun to watch Slade over the next few years at Pete Taylor. Absolutely, and that's that's the that's the one guy that everybody has talked about, like you, like you mentioned. Um, you know, uh-huh. I kind of wonder a little bit, um, you know, I hope he comes in and just goes straight Matt Walner and, uh, just like from the very get go, just absolutely rakes. Uh, I, I also know that, you know, coming from, from Columbia cat from, from a smaller school, I mean, you know, even if smaller high school, yeah. uh, he probably hasn't even had a slump like in his life since he's been six years old. He's probably been the best player ever. <laughs> I, I'd like to, but you know, I've heard some good things from people like you and other people yeah. that have been around the scrimmages yeah. that. They mentioned, you know, what a what a disciplined hitter he is. I think that'll pay dividends. But I, I do want to see what happens. I mean, God forbid he ever goes into a slump. But once he does, yeah. that might be the, you know, yeah. Division One pitching is no joke. And uh, there's going to be a yeah, target no. on his back. I mean, he was going to be a super high draft pick until the uh, draft got shrunk down last yeah. year. So he knows that. And I know he's a smart kid and he's got all the talent in the world. Um, but I mean, does any of that make any sense? I, I, I love that Southern Miss is a place that we can recruit those kind of players and that they would love to come here. I, I hope that the situation doesn't get too big, too big from him, uh, too big for him. Um, you know, right yeah, off the bat. I, I think you're exactly right. I, I believe, you know, everybody has, has been saying that. And certainly that, that's the first thing. That's, that's why you don't see a lot of true freshmen come in and, start off at quarterback you don't see sure. a lot of true freshmen come in and be a catcher um you know we certainly don't need to put pressure on Slade 
But on the other hand, I, I would mention that, you know, we, we do hear the things about Academy Ball, but sometimes what people forget is that Slade also played on the national level. Right. When you, you take like perfect games and Under Armour, I mean, he's played in Wrigley Field and San Diego and been on national TV. Um, you know, so it, you know, I give him his, his dues. He's earned it. Um, he's a very, very mature guy. You know, he, He's not like uh, Todd was in, as a freshman. So, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. Slade, Slade is more, uh, you know, uh, advanced, more like Mark. I'll, go, I'll give Mark credit on that. <laughs> but but I think that Slade can handle it. I, I don't think he's the kind of guy that's going to uh, let that bother him. And, you know, we're he's seeing some really good pitching this fall and this spring. And, um, you know, so far he has uh, been able to handle it well. So it's going to be fun. That's why we uh, all buy our tickets, and I hope all of our fans have bought their season tickets and uh, want to come watch these guys because it's going to be fun. You're going to see guys that you haven't seen before, um, whether it's pitching or offense. Uh, a couple of guys that are pitching now that have been hurt, I want to mention their names to you. Uh, Aubrey Gillentine uh, from Amory. I, I said, yeah, Amory, Mississippi. I can mm-hmm. see it now that he and uh, Coach Hall will have to come out through the first visit to, <laughs> uh, to uh, Avery. I, that, that'll be fun. I, I want to be at that game. But Avery had been hurt, and he has come out, and it just really opened up a lot of eyes. You know, he's going to be guys that you're going to say, where's he been? Where's he been? But, right. you know, these injuries have kept him from – playing at all um you know another one that i want to mention uh tyler lance out of meridian junior college tyler has come in he pitched some last year uh but it was such a short season you know i don't know if he could get his uh land legs or not but i will tell you this in the fall and the spring tyler lance has been unbelievable coming in in that late inning with his uh you know Sliders, fastball, control. Uh, so Tyler Lance is going to be one of the names that you're going to enjoy this year. And I'm going to follow him up with another Tyler. Um, this is Tyler Stewart. You know, Tyler is our big guy from uh, Illinois. And, then, you know, nobody's seen Tyler pitch. Well, I promise you this, Bump, when he gets out on the bump, you're going to remember him forever. You're going to see. This guy is six foot nine and he's 235 pounds and he's throwing 94, 95 with a slider and a changeup. So when he comes out of the bullpen, he looks like he's eight foot five and he weighs 300 pounds and then he's just handing the ball to you. So he is going to be a pleasant surprise for our fans uh, to see him. Um, I want to finish with a couple other guys. We've got, uh, uh, before I get to the freshman, uh, Garrett Ramsey. Garrett Ramsey played at Brandon uh, High School and then uh, went to Hines Community College. This fall, Garrett came in and, um, you know, I didn't know a lot about him. And then you just watch him pitch the first, you know, one inning mm-hmm. and you're like, my, my goodness, who is this guy? Well, <laughs> Through the fall and through the spring, I'm going to mention a, a, a slider that is in the same makeup of Nick Sandlin. Garrett Ramsey has that kind of nasty slider that would just make you look silly. Uh, plus, his fastball is in the 90s also. So he's going to be coming in in the late inning, and he's a right-handed pitcher, so just like Nick. Now, he's not an undershooter, mm-hmm. and he's not as much sidearm, but he just brings it, and uh, he's been very, very impressive. So I, I think the people are going to really enjoy seeing him. And, again, I, I want to mention some of our freshman class. Uh, when we get a little time, if we got some time, I'll sure. go ahead and jump in on some of them. Uh, we mentioned uh, Slade, which everybody knows. Um We've got, um, let me see, uh, from last year's team, Reed Trimble. You know, Reed was really hot when the season right. started. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Northwest Franken. Uh, Reed is, is, we've been able to move him now to center field. Uh, he's probably the fastest guy on the team and he's a switch hitter. Reed can also, uh, you know, play third base and play the infield. Um, his dad was even mentioning to me that he could, he could catch if he needed to and he pitched some in high school. I said, well, I don't think we need him to pitch. We got enough guys, <laughs> but, right. uh, Reed's the kind of guy that I, I would expect him to, to bat, you know, anywhere from 350 and above. He's just that kind of a good hitter. So I think he's going to be really good. Um, we got that group coming back with Isaiah Rhodes. Uh, you know, he was our sidearm, uh, relief guy, uh, big Blake Wheat Hunt, uh, out of Georgia. Big Blake is 6'6", 230, and he brings it. So, you know, there's another big freshman right-hander that we have. Um, Michael Latulis out of Louisiana. Michael came in, um, in the fall. I felt like, you know, the game was a little fast. He was struggling a little bit. He has figured things out and has been able to flip the switch. He's the kind of guy that is going to make an impact. You know, he's like six foot two, 195 pounds, uh, left-handed pitcher outfield. Um, he, he is just a, an athlete. Uh, we got Brady Faust back, uh, freshman, uh, infielder, can play second and short again. Um, we got Fisher North back, um, Ben Etheridge is back. Right. Another true freshman, Tanner Hall is a guy that we have not seen other than in the fall. And Tanner is one of those young freshmen. He's out of Zachary, uh, high school in Louisiana. And he's the kind of guy that can come in. He can start. He could pitch a midweek game. He could pitch long relief, uh, but he's opened a lot of eyes. You got your freshman Chandler Best coming back, um, our left-handed starter. Um, Ryan Ock will be back. Sean Tweedy's back. You know, Ryan and Sean bring such leadership, you know, out of that left-handed side. Um, you know, I would think Ryan Ock will be a, a late-inning guy. Sean is a good left-handed matchup kind of guy um we've got a true freshman from madison central justin storm justin is another one we've got a a good basketball team going here justin is six foot six (laughs) so we've got a couple of six 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 eight six nine uh justin is a left-handed pitcher and he is earning some playing time he's come in in the fall he's come back this spring uh really figuring the game out. He's, he's a lot of lanky uh, elbows and uh, kneecaps. It's hard to pick up the ball from me, uh, but he's going to be very effective for us. Um, so I, I think that, and then another true freshman is Hurston Waldrop. You know, I think that, that Hurston is coming in from Georgia. He's a competitor. He's a, a bulldog guy. Uh, he loves his makeup. Uh, he's figuring the things out. He, he's a, he's going to be a 90 guy with a wonderful changeup. So you're going to see a lot of fastball changeup. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Hurston coming in there and uh, getting some early innings. We got a new uh, uh, other right-hander from Louisiana, Will Tynes, has come in. And uh, Will is going to be uh, a right-handed, uh, probably a release guy for us now. But, you know, we just, we've got a lot of new faces. I, I think we've got 39 on the roster. Uh, I'll go with 19 pitchers and 20 position players. Um, I need to mention, yeah, I left one out with Billy Garrity. Uh, he's a local boy from Summerall playing center field. Uh, Billy has really come on in the fall and the as well. Uh, left-handed bat. He's got power. Um, I'm sure Billy's going to help us uh, this year. And so why, I guess what it means for Coach Barry, uh, and you know, I usually tell them what they're doing wrong so that they uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to me very much, but uh, we are going to have the depth so that if somebody gets injured, somebody tweaks a muscle, somebody does this, does that, just needs to sit for a day or two, get the head straight. Mm-hmm. 
we have the depth to really, we wouldn't be down if, if we lost any one player. And there's not a lot of teams that can say that, you know, we've got the pieces to interchange pieces and, um, you know, hopefully this year they've worked extremely hard. I think you're going to see that, that we've got a big team. Uh, they're stronger. Yeah. That weight room that we have, um, has really made a huge difference. Um, coach Todd, our crazy uh, strength coach. If you haven't had a chance to interview coach Todd, he would be a, a wonderful <laughs> interview for you. Uh, if you can understand him, he's from Ohio. So yeah, 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 no, I, we actually uh, we actually had the opportunity to, to interview him last year, and uh, we'll probably hit him up again uh, sometime this year. He's a great guy, great guy, knows his stuff, and just uh, lives and breathes it. And when you watch these guys walk out of the tunnel or walk out onto the field, you, you, it's, it's noticeable, right? Um, so it's 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 really cool, and he is – tell you what, that guy is – I guess all those strength guys to a degree are kind of that way. But he is, um, you know, after you get through talking to him, I'm, I feel like I can go in there and throw up some iron, you know? Well, you know, I, I think I think that would be a good challenge for you and Jamie to maybe for next year to dedicate yourself to work out with a baseball team every oh. day. Yeah, that would squish me like a bug for sure. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, there's, oh, there, there, but yeah there, there's so many good players on the team, and that's like, it's a great problem to have. Um, and you, you hope that it doesn't become a problem, of course. But um, you know, there's gonna be a lot of good baseball players who aren't gonna play a lot of baseball this year, and that's that's that's. I think that might be some, uh, maybe the one of the biggest challenges for this coaching staff is just, um, you know, well, in football or basketball, you say like, you know, there's only one ball to play with, but there's just there's so many people on the team because of the the the. Uh, the the COVID situation last year and people being able to come back, which is great for us. And at the same time, a lot of these kids who were all stars their entire life, maybe they even came last year and sat and said, you know, in their mind, they were thinking, I'm going to sit this year and I'll be playing next year. Well, now they're going to sit this year. They might sit a lot again. Uh, I, I wonder how that plays into the, um, you know, the, the, the psyche of the coaching staff and how they, how they maybe are going to approach that. Yeah, I, you know, that is going to be a, a difficult situation because you've got a lot of guys that, that want playing time. Uh, a lot of guys have earned playing time. Uh, at the same time, you know, the coaches are going to do what it takes to win. Um, and I, I think that, you know, as they always say, when you get your chance, um, you know, there's going to be guys that take advantage of it and, you know, they'll be able to stay in there. Um, it's one of those things. It's a good problem to have. Um, I'm sure a lot of other coaches would love to have that problem, but you know, that's why, uh, coach Barry is, is the coach he is. And, you know, he'll figure that out, how to make guys, you know, play when it's deserved. And then it's up to them to, uh, show that they've got what it takes to stay in there. Absolutely. Well, earlier you mentioned that uh, you mentioned about getting your tickets, and I've I've got my tickets. I was a little weary, honestly, at first, uh, you know, with the whole mask situation, having to wear it the entire game. But after I, you know, calmed down for a couple of days, I called Hooks back and I said, <laughs> "Man, look, I, I'm I'm going to get my tickets again. I, 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 you know, I'm not crazy about that whole situation, but I get it. You know, it, it is what it is. It's the world that we're living in. Hopefully, this goes away by football season." Um, but, but here we are, but, but that leads me into just, you know, what it's like to, to, to be at the peak. And, and one, of, I think one of the reasons that we get all of these players we're talking about, um, is, is because, you know, the peak has just kind of grown into this, this magical experience. You know, you're not even really going for the, it's, uh, I guess I would kind of compare it to like a, the experience maybe you get at the professional level of like a Wrigley field, like you can go to the peak. And enjoy yourself a lot, and maybe not even pay attention to the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, I'm I'm guilty of that at times. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, we, we, depending on where you are at that time, you can be talking and you miss a play or two, and <laughs> you know. But what I really enjoy too is, is Bumpy. We get to talk to the players. We get to I get to visit with the the parents and. And ask them, you know, what brought you here? How come you picked Southern Miss? You know, build a relationship, you know, and, and they all just say that the atmosphere is one of the main criteria in coming here. They all want to be part of 
you know, what, what's taken us a long time to build. And we were looking at, you know, it was back like 2003 when we first started the dugout club, you know, and, and now, you know, we're still going strong. It's still got its place. Uh, people are still joining that, although this year we didn't get to have our banquet. Um, but, you know, hopefully, um, you know, people will still take the time to join our uh, dugout club. Uh, I would encourage all your listeners to uh, go by the baseball office, call the baseball office, Colin Cargill. Um, we've got some really nice uh, giveaways <laughs> based on your membership. Um, we've got, we, those of everybody that has joined in the past, you know, we always have a hat and a visor. Uh, we change the color and the makeup every year. Uh, I won't burst the bubble and tell you what color the hats are, but we will know if you have a new hat on for this year. So <laughs> I expect you to be joining anytime now. Right. Um, uh, based on your level, uh, you can also, uh, get a, a, a really nice travel shirt. It's the same shirt that the players wear. So, um, you want to be, uh, walking around Hattiesburg and looking like you're part of the Southern Miss team. Uh, you know, you'll be able to join and get that travel shirt as well. Uh, at the next level, we go up to, um, uh, a windbreaker type pullover that is, um, really, really nice. Um, you know, you can't get these, uh, at the bookstore or anywhere else other than the, the, through the dugout club. So we encourage people to do that and, uh, get a brochure, look at the levels. Everything that donated goes to the baseball team. So we would encourage your listeners, all 15, 20,000 of them right now, to, oh, yeah. to write it down and uh, join the dugout club for tomorrow. Um, we do mention with, a, with the uh, incoming freshmen, uh, because the parents, this is they're so excited about getting to play in the atmosphere at Pete Taylor Park. You know, they've all come to a game. They've all visited as a player, a recruit. And, you know, they see everybody screaming, yelling, cheering. Um, you know, that just the atmosphere is electric. Mm-hmm. And they all want to be a part of it. And and I, I thank all of our listeners out there that have, have made this happen. Um, each year, you know, we try to do something to the dugout club to improve the facility uh, this year. Uh, Coach Barry has been able to put in new turf uh, in the hitting cages. We've got new netting and new turf. Um, so that, again, is going to make a huge difference on our hitters. Um, you, you know, we would certainly uh, look for a new scoreboard at some point in time. Uh, if any of the listeners uh, would love to buy Coach Barry new scoreboard. I know he would give you a big hug uh, <laughs> with his COVID mask on. Right. Uh, so, but you know, we're expecting the roost to be what it what it is, and uh, how much fun that is. I I know uh, suspense is growing on this year. Who is going to be the fat head? Right. And, um, and you know, we're, we're all sworn to secrecy, and you'll just have to talk to Big John Smith about that he's he's got it locked up in his attic right now so you would have to break in his house to see who is this year's fathead um <laughs> but we always have some new surprises you know everything's going to be a little bit different and um we are expecting to have a, a great crowd at every game we know it's going to be limited we know we've got limited seats um i hope most of the listeners have purchased season tickets because if you don't have a season ticket and you don't have a ticket right now, um, it's going to be very difficult for someone, if not impossible, to, to think they can walk up and buy a game day ticket. I think those days are behind us right now. And uh, with a, a limited capacity, just like a basketball, you know, the, the single game ticket is not going to be available. Uh, so in the future, when we get back to normal, um, that would just encourage everybody to buy season tickets. Make sure you have your season tickets. Then you don't have to worry about it. 
Right. And and just to, to clarify, when you say the fatheads, you guys are the ones down the right field line, right behind the right field foul pole. And, and when we're talking about fatheads, we're talking about like when there's an error, you guys are the ones raising up the boots, you know, to signify the error. And then, you know, if, if there's a player that has endeared himself uh, through his play or whatever, you guys usually make one for that. So just for the listeners out there, if you're wondering what the fathead is, it's a uh, it's it's those little cardboard or not cardboard, but those cutouts that are waved around yeah. over the over the right field uh, fence out there when, when something cool happens. Yeah, exactly, and, and um, I'm glad you did mention that because a lot of the, the people in the stands don't know about the boot and the tradition of the boot, when, mm-hmm. you know, how it started, what it means, and now, you know, we've grown from just a uh, an old cowboy boot that, you know, on the old field where they used to throw it over the fence and then they'd roll it, I mean, uh, <laughs> right. with a rope and bring it back. Yeah, now we, we started, we had a uh, cutout of a boot, and now we have uh, grown into two boots. We have the big boot <laughs> and the little boot. So, uh, you know, we would encourage somebody anytime you want to come out and, and wave both of the boots. Uh, when the opposing team makes an error, you'll see a bunch of uh, people run down the slope, grab the, the boot, and they wave the boot in uh, unison, as of course, to make it very uh appeasing to the eye for everyone <laughs> right uh, another tradition that we do jason is that uh people don't know this but uh warming up the right fielder you know uh in between innings if you see the right fielder uh going out to the wall and he throws the ball back you know we have a fan um and again i, I must say uh my son todd Mm-hmm. And Jason Lowry at the time was the center fielder. And I can uh, remember when uh, Terry and I were sitting at home plate watching the game. And I noticed that Todd threw a ball in to Jason Lowry from, from the right field area uh, into center field. And of course, you know, we pick up the phone and call him and tell him we're all going to get kicked out. And he said, Oh, don't worry, dad. We were, Jason and I already had this thing planned out. So, <laughs> that, that's kind of how that all started. And now we're just throwing the ball to the right fielder where it's a little easier throw. It's a lot safer. But all the fans, if you'll watch it, when our right fielder, after they come out of the dugout, they run out to right field, they have a ball in their hand, they throw it to one of our fans that's warming them up, and uh, that fan throws it back and forth, and then we do the same thing in between innings. So that's that's really cool. The fathead tradition uh, started again with uh, John Smith, and uh, he had the vision of what can we do to honor one of our players. And um, so we started out with our our fathead. If you remember, Chucky Robinson was our first winner, mm-hmm. and um, John did the uh, Chucky doll, and it, it is uh, still in. Uh, been uh, implanted on the fence now. Mm-hmm. Still uh, in play. We then did uh, Coach Barry, uh, and for some reason, the Coach Barry uh, fathead <laughs> has been uh, missing for a number of years. Uh, we're not sure if if Coach Barry has it in his own house and uh, he's just looking at it, or he, he tore it up <laughs> and would never get it again. But since then, we have a player every year uh, from uh, you know Dylan Bordeaux. Um, Matt Walner, Matt Gidry, and uh, so on the back of the right field wall, mm-hmm. the fans can walk back there. And now those fatheads have been attached permanently to the right field wall. Oh, cool! It's it, it's very uh, heartwarming to watch it. You know, we were able to do that uh, last year with uh, with Matt Gidry and Matt Walner and watch them all cry when they see that they have actually been uh, put on the right field wall. So this year should be no different. And uh, we'll know at the opening game the next Friday who is this year's winner of the Fathead. So whenever that person does something special, you will see their face waved in the right field foul pole. Awesome. The, the suspense is building. I, I have a guess as to who it might could be. 
but I, I don't even want to make the guess on here. I don't think. <laughs> there because, you go. Yeah. We may do a raffle on that, right? That's right. You can put <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll get right on it. Okay, and so so and uh, thanks for taking the time tonight. Uh, I just got a, a few more just goofy questions I want to ask you right towards the end of okay. this thing, and yeah. um and we'll we we will we will revisit these answers at the end of the year and see how see how you uh, see how it all shakes out for you. So okay. I got uh, I have one two three four five I have five six questions for you. So if you're ready, we'll begin. Fire away. Okay, who will lead the team in home runs? In home runs. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to go with Chris Sargent. Okay, Sargent. Heard lots of good things. Can't wait to watch him play. Uh, who yeah. will lead the team in batting average? In batting average, I'm going to go with Gabe Montenegro. Nice. Uh, and let's see, who will lead the team in wins? What, 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 what pitcher will lead the team in wins? And wins. Well, um, I'm going to go with all of our pitchers will be undefeated this year. Would that would that be okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll take that, and I'll write you down for Walker Powell. No, I, I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say uh, Hunter Stanley and Walker Powell will both lead the team. They will tie for the most wins. Ooh, love it. Um, who's going to lead the team in saves? In save. Uh, well, I'm going to say in saves, I'm going to go with Garrett Ramsey. All right, two more. Uh, the uh, 2021 season for the Golden Eagles is a successful season if? We host a regional. Love it. And it is a disappointing season if? Don't host a regional. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Awesome. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, everybody's looking forward to the baseball season. Uh, it's uh, you know, kind of comes on the heels of a basketball season that is getting more forgettable as the days go by. But it's still fun to go over to Reed Green. But but anyway, it's nice to have something to look forward to. Uh, it's right here on us. Right, we're one week away. As soon as we can get through this this ice storm or snowpocalypse or whatever it is, um, yeah. But but Mr. Rick, man, thank you so much for uh, for taking the time tonight. I, I I would like to say that I'm going to join the dugout club this year. I told you before, uh, I've never done the dugout club before. I've always just kind of done as much money as I could towards the Eagle Club and and gone up yeah, with that uh, every year, which is we which all is, do, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but yeah. I've never been a part of the dugout club. I want to do it. I can't wait. Uh, I'm I'm gonna get on that as soon as we hang up the phone. And man, uh, thank you so much for taking the time and yeah. uh, and um, Southern Miss to the top. That was Rick Maddox. Thank you for coming on the show, Rick. Always enjoy hearing what you have to say and always learn a lot as well. So Southern Miss baseball kicks off this Friday. That's February the nineteenth at home at four p.m. against Northwestern State. That is going to be broadcast on the CUSA.TV and radio on the Southern Miss Sports Network as well. Then our next game will be at, well, excuse me, we got a three-game series. And then the, uh, so we have a game at two on Saturday against Northwestern State, and a game at one on Sunday against Northwestern State. And then a game on the road on February the 23rd, that's a Tuesday, at South Alabama at 6.30 p.m., before returning back home next weekend to Pete Taylor Park to take on the Connecticut Huskies in a three-game series as well. In men's basketball, not the best weekend for men's or women's basketball. The men's team, the Golden Eagles, uh, Friday night, February the 12th, they fell to North Texas by a final score of 49 to 65, and then they fell again on Saturday by a final score of 56 to 68. Currently, the Golden Eagles sit at seven and 14 on the season, and three and 11 in Conference USA. Uh, same with the women. The women fell to North Texas Friday night by a final score of 55 to 76, and then again on Saturday by a final score of 64 to 72. Uh, this coming weekend, the men are on the road at FIU. 
the women are at home against FIU before flip-flopping the road and home. Golden Eagles have their final homestand of the year against FAU. That'll be Friday, February the 26th and 27th, and the, the Lady Eagles will be on the road for that final series against FAU as well. All right, I think we have uh, had a pretty solid show for you guys. I hope you enjoyed it. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk. Oh.